Welcome, and thank you for joining us for Heart for Iran's video podcast, where each month we speak with one of our partners who has the same passion and heart for Iran as we do. Coming up, we have Edwin Kashish Abnus, managing producer of Mohabat TV, along with Heather Martin, who is part of the Heart for Iran team, with special guest Nazanin Bagastani, program response manager and co-founder of Iran for Christ Ministries, where we will be discussing God's miraculous work in Iran and Afghanistan. Welcome to our monthly video podcast. We're so glad that you have made time in your schedule to join us. We're excited about what we're talking to you today about, and that is signs, wonders, and miracles. I have our co-host, Edwin Kashish Abnus. I know that he's familiar to you. Uh, he is the managing producer of the studio, Mohabat, and he is also an author of The Lord's Prayer, which is a closer look at Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and his newest book, The Trinity, Islam and the Trinity, A Theological Exploration. So Edwin, we're so thankful to have you here today as our co-host. I'm going to hand it over to you so you can introduce our guest. Thank you, Heather, very much. And, and, and I want to welcome everyone to another podcast of uh, video podcast of Heart for Iran. I'm glad you guys are joining us. And in the next 30 minutes, um, I'm praying that this uh, interview, this conversation I'm going to be having will encourage every one of you guys as you guys will hear stories, as you guys will hear how God is moving inside the country of Iran. And uh, uh, today, I want to introduce one of friend of ours that has been with Mahabad TV for past uh, 16 years. I believe I know her and also her husband over 20 years. This goes back to Iran when I just uh, was a new believer, joined the church, and I uh, remember seeing Pastor El Nathan back in those days, and then I met him in, in the United States when I moved there. Nazanin, welcome. How are you? Good, good. And I'm so excited to be with you guys and with your audience. And um, yeah, God is moving mightily inside the country. And uh, I am so privileged to be a witness to it. Now, I Nazanin, see it. Nazanin, you, I mean, let me tell you a, a very interesting story. I don't think you know about this. I think I shared this with Elnathan. But back in 16 years, no, over 16 years, almost 18 years ago, one night I prayed and I said, God, I just had moved to United States, uh, States back then. And I prayed and asked God, and I want, would you please put someone in my way so we can start a ministry together? Because I had to leave the country of Iran. And then I was just struggling with work and trying to figure out my next phase of life in new country. And I prayed that night and I went to sleep in the middle of the night. I had a dream. I had a dream that I met a guy. And that guy was El Natan in my dream. And it was, I didn't understand what that meant back then. And, and I believe next, after, next week after that dream, I met El Natan in a shop, in a store. And then maybe a couple months after that, we started our first TV program. And it was wow. just how God ordained, you know, uh, connecting us together. Yeah. Not yeah. anyone, uh, what people do not know maybe about you, that, is that you and, and El Nathan, uh, they have been pastoring Iranian churches in Los Angeles since 2001, and you joined Mohabat TV in July of 2008, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe earlier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, right. you are, you are uh, leading our program response team. You're leading, leading our uh, uh, call center. And I know you guys are on the front line and, and talking to Iranians and Afghans, calling in every day, 
And you are the first-hand witness of how God is moving inside the country of Iran, how God is touching people's heart. And I, I'm sure, as you will be sharing today, uh, a lot of amazing stories that shows God loves Iran. Amen. He loves Iran so much. And uh, I'm privileged to see that and witness that and hear that firsthand from people you know, um, encountering God. I have so many stories daily. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, God put me in this position. I would never think about it. Like, um, it was maybe not even a dream, you know, God does beyond your imagination. You know, I'm so privileged. And, you know, I came from of a humble background. I was um, um, I, I didn't grow up a Christian. I was Zoroastrian and, uh, I would never uh, come to know the Lord, um, unless for all those hardships when I was a child, my parents were separated. My mom sent me to India to a missionary boarding school. And that's where I met the Lord. That's where missionaries would come and they would, uh, help. Uh, have uh, Bible studies, they would sing, and we would like, oh, these people are so happy. Me and my sister, like, let's go and join them. And we were so alone without parents, only we had each other. And um, so one of those nights, we gave our heart to the Lord, both of us together. And me and my sister grew up in that boarding school, learning the Bible every day, going to church, and just uh, knowing the Lord intimately. But when I went back to Iran, um, nobody understood me. Everybody said, you were young. You didn't know what you were doing. You just um, um, needed someone, something to believe in. You know, nobody believed us. And that made me depressed. That made me just go into the world, you know, just... Um, forget God and go party. And well, I said, if you're God, if you're Jesus, if you're true, um, how come uh, you don't love the Iranians? You love only the Indians and the British and the Africans because they were in the boarding school. They were, you know, uh, with us. So I'm like, come on, I know you're God of love. Then how come over here there's no church? Nobody knows you. So I just went for a couple of years, hours in the world, and I was making good money because my English was good. I had good jobs. Um, so, um, but I still knew in my heart, deep inside, I knew that God is real and he's working. So um, one day I was so sick of myself and so thirsty for the Lord. I prayed, Lord, take me to church. And it was a Sunday, and I went to church. To this day, I don't know how. I just went to church, and God just guided my steps. I went, and the church, um, you know, I used to go to churches before, but it was all uh, Armenian churches. It was tradition. They wouldn't speak Farsi, and they weren't uh, inviting the Farsi speakers. So... But this church I went to, 
It was Pastor Edward preaching that the disciples washed, uh, uh, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And I'm like, I know this. <laughs> and the songs they sang, I knew them in English. It was like I'm home again. And I weeped that night so much. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that night. And I went home and my mom saw the change. My dad, they were back together again. And so um, they were so shocked. What, what's happened to me? What happened to that depressed, you know, party girl that uh, doesn't care about life? Now I actually love my mom. And, you know, uh, and she had two other uh, kids. Um, so I actually loved my siblings and. Um, so my mom came later the next week, my dad came and they all joined the church and my whole family came to the Lord. You mentioned, Nazanin, you were from Zoroastrian background. Just for the viewers to know, Zoroastrianism is one of the ancient religions in Iran, which there are not many of them left, I believe. You, Zoroastrians are part of minorities. 99% of Iranian inside the country are Muslims, Shiite Muslims. And yeah. Elvatan actually come from Muslim background and you are from yeah. Zoroastrian background and you both have yeah. passion to preach the gospel to Muslims. Tell us a little bit about your uh, uh, background when you started planting churches, underground churches in Iran. How did that happen? How did you guys get into the ministering people in the in house churches? Well, um, it was mostly Elvatan, my husband. He had the vision. He, his passion is just to uh, evangelize and tell people about the Lord. So uh, when um, in that same church, uh, we got uh, married and because of the family persecution, we had to leave the country. But Pastor Edward came and uh, we came back to Iran and that's where uh, uh, he started teaching the new believers. I started working in Sunday school and with the ladies. Um, um, and slowly the persecution, you know, came into the church. And as you know, pastors were martyred. And I tried to go to the Zoroastrian, my relatives, you know, as you said, Zoroastrians, believe themselves to be um, the first, the real Persians, you know, they are the ancient religion. And they believe that they, they're so proud of their um, uh, heritage. They're so proud of, you know, their um, holy book, which is all good words and good wisdom. And, and they are known to be good people inside Iran. So all the Muslims would go to the Zoroastrians if they know that this business owns and runs by a Zoroastrian. They believe that they're good and they won't be um, uh, cheated on. <laughs> so um, th that's why it's hard for them to come to the Lord. But um, uh, we... Um, we had uh, uh, prayer meetings in our house. We had Bible study and Elantan was working with the new believers, with the youth. And we went full on, full time on ministry. And uh, 
uh, God blessed us so much. And well, the devil wasn't quiet and he wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Nazanin, um, it's incredible to hear your testimony and how God got a hold of you at even a very young age. And even hearing what Edwin shared about how he prayed and God connected um, him with Elnathan and how God, it just shows how God really does order our steps. And for those of you listening today, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a new um, ebook that is out that captures how God is moving inside of Iran through signs, wonders, and miracles. But Nazanin, even as you were just sharing, you know, we are ministering in a nation that is closed to the gospel. They are anti-God, yet Iran is the fastest growing underground church in the world because people are hungry for hope. They are hungry for a God of love and they are experiencing a God of miracles. And that being said, Nazanin, I know that you and Elmathon, having heard your testimony, experienced persecution. And for the Western audience, if you could maybe just unpack that a little bit for us, when you say persecution, that can mean a lot of things. What does that look like for Christians inside of Iran when they're experiencing persecution? Well, persecution, first thing I would say is putting fear inside someone's heart, someone's mind, and just paralyzing them with fear. Fear is so dangerous. And for me and my husband, it was mostly fear. Like, um, I remember... um, uh, these um, authorities, government authorities that were against Christianity and they wanted to close down the church. They wanted to persecute the Christians. You know, they hated Christians with a passion. And I remember they would come and they would just terrorize people. They would just threaten them and just make them fearful. And um, they wouldn't come to church the next day the next week they wouldn't come because they were scared and um even uh, like uh, when my husband would go to church for his bible study uh because at that time when we were inside the country the church was still open so he every time he would go uh two guys on a motorcycle would just follow him And sometimes I would walk with him just for, you know, fear of something happening to him, you know, for him to be kidnapped or something. And then when Pastor Hype was martyred the way he was, stabbed to death, and then, um, you know, um, um, the other brother uh, was found in the uh, forest, I forgot his name. Um, And he was murdered brutally. So that fear made us to leave the country. And even now, right now, it's worse. And I think that fear makes people to look for peace and stick to Jesus more 
and desperately, you know, because Jesus is the only one who can defeat death and fear and, you know, so he's the one who comforts them. And that's what we pray. Uh, even now when people try to call us and after they hang up, they get a recording that you have called uh, the, the channel and you are in danger. We will persecute you. We will imprison you. We will find you. So they get all these threats and it's scary. So they won't call us again. Um, so th this fear factor is big inside their minds. Nazanin, it seems it, your story is very familiar to me and a lot of Iranian Christians who have come to faith and have experienced this persecution firsthand. And eventually, if the government, if they get gets their hands on these Christians, they make them leave the country. And it seems like that was one of the reasons you left uh, Iran and, and came to the United States. And thank God that he uh, did not finish his work with you and you uh, strengthened you and, and your work became even more serious and more impactful in the United States uh, to uh, reaching out to Iranian inside the country. But I want to, before we're getting into the testimonies, I want you to share a little bit more later on uh, about the testimonies that you, you hear and how people come to faith. But uh, for me and, and, and Heather and those who are in the ministry, we are pretty familiar with the process that takes place for an uh, for an Iranian uh, a caller to kill when they call in, how do you how you process them, how you minister to them, and how do you get in touch and stay connected to them? But for the viewers who are not really do not maybe have that uh, insight of your portion of your part of the ministry, would you please explain to our viewers how do you process the calls and how how do you follow up with the people who call, get in touch with our uh, 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 TV? As, as the, uh, our viewers know, Mohabbat TV is our media arm for Heart for Run ministry, and we have a 24-7 satellite Christian, uh, Iranian Christian channel that will broadcast the gospel day in, day out in, uh, to the country of Iran and Afghanistan and the whole Europe for Iranians outside of the country. Please walk us through your... your, your uh, yeah, so uh, when somebody calls for the first time, we... Um, just engage them because mostly they call for prayer and they're desperate. They need prayer. They hear, you know, our channel play praise. We have counselors who uh, have gone through trauma counseling. They know they uh, counsel people. So we get every individual is important. So every caller, uh, we get that information. We register it in our uh, database and um, we keep them in our daily prayers. Uh, we have a chain of prayer within my team and uh, we pray for them and we follow. We call them back again and we say, okay, uh, what's your situation? Uh, have you received answer to prayer? How can we help you? And uh, slowly, um, uh, if they're Christians, we strengthen them. We have classes. We have uh, sites, Masihia, that has different courses they can go through. We just walk with them every step of the way. And if they are Muslims and don't know Jesus, and they know Jesus as only a prophet, 
Um, it takes time for them. We open the word for them. We, you know, mostly because they uh, see that we care, that Jesus cares, and he answers prayer. We have like 99% give their heart to Jesus. When they experience the Lord, it, they cannot walk away. So, um, yeah, this is this is the process and this is something daily. And, you know, it just goes on. And we hear stories every day how Jesus has touched their lives. How it's you, powerful. Uh, how do you, uh, Nazanin, I know these people who are calling as you have lived inside a country, you know how real the danger is. How do mm -hmm. you protect them? When they call in, one of the viewers are ask, is asking, uh, how do you do this thing, this process, without putting people uh, who call in danger? Well, we teach them, first of all, that um, to be very careful because some of them don't know anything. They're Muslims. They believe, okay, I'm calling a Christian channel. So what? They don't know anything. So after two calls, three calls, we warn them, this is, you need to be careful. You might be called from, uh, get a call and threat from authority. Second thing, we uh, tell them, don't fear, trust Jesus. He's the one who will protect you, no doubt. Third thing, um, we uh, maybe have to equip them with a VPN. We tell them to go online, connect with us on VPN, uh, on WhatsApp or Telegram or different me messaging apps they can connect with us. And then uh, we discourage them from calling us and we try to call them because our system is anonymous. When we call them, it's much safer. And then we, that's the last resort is we try to connect them to a home group, an underground church inside the country. But we have to be very careful who they are. We have to trust them. And after maybe months, maybe a years of communication, then we can trust them and connect them to an underground church inside the country. Nazine, it's incredible. Um, every time I have the opportunity to connect with you and hear about how God is using you and your team on the front lines, receiving all of these calls that come in from the programming. Um, I know we were talking this past week and you said that you received hundreds of calls um, from people just asking questions. Can you tell us um, what the, when they call in, what are they asking you? What are they asking for? Um, and how does your team handle that? Yeah, well, um, we've had, uh, uh, so many, um, opportunities on Facebook that they can come and chat with us. And, uh, so we received a lot of chats and a lot of people, engaging online with us, uh, which was very interesting because now it's like we touched a different uh, demographic, you know, and they were all youth and there was Afghans and Iranians mix. And it's like the first time they're hearing about the gospel, like they were shocked. 
some of them were so surprised, you know, and they asked so many questions and kept all of us busy. Some of us had to work late night, you know, just chatting and answering their questions, bringing Bible verses, you know, teaching them the basics. And so many of them were so um, enlightened and enthusiastic. Oh, my gosh. It's like first time they're hearing that, okay, Jesus is more than a prophet. And, you know, Muslims don't believe that he died on the cross. So Easter was a good opportunity for us to talk about the cross, that Jesus truly died. You know, he wasn't just disappeared or taken away to heaven. He died. He suffered because of our sins. And he rose on the third day. So it was so new to them. And we had the privilege to preach the gospel and preach Jesus to all these Muslim youths, you know, young people. Amen. To our viewers that are listening today, again, thank you so much for joining us and just listening to what Nazanin is sharing about how God is moving with signs and wonders through the programming, through the call center. Um, you know, and we put together this, this booklet of testimonies about what God is doing and how he's moving. But we want to invite you, the listener, the partner, and the friend to join with us and helping to support the persecuted church in Iran through your partnership, through your prayers. We can see the impact grow even more. So if you feel led today, we just want to invite you to join us in supporting the persecuted church of Iran and seeing how God can do even greater things through his church and through this ministry. Amen. This is this is so encouraging. Nazanin, we, we hear all these information. We hear the stats. We know that the Iranian church is the fastest growing church in the whole world. And we know God is moving inside the country. But it, it, it is not complete until we have a picture. We have a, te- we have a, we have a story. I want you to, to share with us a little bit about at least pick one story of, of, of these callers who call in and God has moved in his life or her life. Amen. Amen. And I have so many stories, but I will share a few, hopefully, if I have time, because there's so many. I just want to tell you how good God is. So the first thing is, um, um, you know, you're... you're um, uh, the program is Sign Wonders and Miracles. Oh my goodness, I hear that. So this lady, she had seen Mahabad Channel and she had heard about Jesus, but she was so confused because she was a devout Muslim. And one um, uh, early morning, she got up for namaz, uh, her prayer, as she always does. And uh, she said, uh, Lord, I hear this. God, tell me, tell me the truth. And she started doing her namaz. And in her namaz, she was praying. And then all of a sudden, it, the room was, well, it was early in the morning. It was before dawn and it was still dark. But all of a sudden, the light came and this voice said, it is me. That was it. And she knew. She knew and she knew that it was Jesus. So she just folded her number. She threw it away and that was it. And she said, I am, I am going to follow Jesus the rest of my life. 
And uh, this is more than a sign, believe me. And then I have the other one, which was recent. This lady, she had twins and uh, they were playing in the yard. And one of the twins, these girls were like about eight, eight years old. And she accidentally was hanged. You know, they were playing with the rope and on a tree, um, um, I don't know, the rope got tangled and one of these girls hanged. And uh, by the time her mom came, she found her daughter not bleeding and she untangled, went to the police, called 911 in Iran and took them to the hospital and the doctors pronounced her dead. But this mom wouldn't let go. She She's a Christian believer. She's been in connection with us for years. And she said, it, this was in fact before Easter, and she said, um, no, my daughter's not that. No, uh, Jesus is going to save my daughter. No. And they were actually wrapping the girl up to take her to the morgue. And she insisted and she pulled the bed and she said, don't take my daughter. And she just laid her, hand, her whole body on the girl. And she said, no, she, she was yelling in the hospital that Jesus is going to save my daughter. And uh, and then she got up. She wiped her tears. She said, open the unwrap her, uh, open her up. And uh, she was alive. She was breathing. And she came back home. And she, in fact, she talked with us. Um <laughs> Two weeks ago, this happened, and she talked with us, and she was all fine. Praise the Lord. Miracles, wonders, you know, signs. It's happening. It's happening. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. If that doesn't get us excited that God is moving in Amen. Iran and the surrounding yes. regions, yes. remember Mark yes. 10, 27, all things are possible with Amen. God. And we are seeing that in heart for Iran in the, in the ministry. And we just want to thank you all for joining us today. And again, if you want to be a part of what God is doing in the underground church, there's a link where you can click to give, join us and prayers. Nazanin, um, if people want to reach you, they can reach you at Nazanin at mohabat.tv. And yes. we just want to thank you so much for being with us today. Friends, I hope that you are encouraged and that you are inspired that we serve an almighty God that is doing Amen. signs, wonders, and miracles in Iran, and we get to be a part of it. So thank you so much. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us at info at heartforiran.com. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you all.